If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a communion cup. Come on in and we'll turn your wine into blood. I'm your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm a flaccid reader, Ben, because I fall asleep while reading. Because flaccid means that you're not stiff. Oh, I know what flaccid means, Ben. So do you. Anyway, welcome to Fly on the Wallin. We're here to share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. How are you doing today? I mean, I'm I'm not flaccid. I'm sitting upright. So, you know, flaccid, it, its main connotation is like the stiffness of a penis. But well, I thought I mean, it was the limpness of a penis. Or, yeah, so, well... There's stiffness, so even if it's limp, there's a level of stiffness to it, the penis. So there's because limp just means limp always, but stiff can be have a range. There's light stiffness could still be limp. I I, I do believe the question was how are you doing? I'm upright. Oh, you're erect. <laughs> I'm erect, man. I'm also annoyed because we're missing Wild's story time today. So, but this was the time for us to record, so. Wild story time be missing wild story time, Ben. They had a substitute that was pretty good. Last week. Yeah, but she's trying. They always try. You know, they read books, and it's about community. It's about her enjoying other kids, seeing other kids, interacting with other children. She's got one scheduled for Wednesday, and we're catching a flight. Yes, so so there's okay. Monday and Wednesday, so she's missing all library story time. So Why don't I'm going to have to go to the library the... sometime today, return all the library books, and restock, reshelve. Is, is this a is. show or this you just ranting about? You said how I was. So how are you doing? <laughs> I know I know. Uh, you're, you should be doing great. You have so many good reasons to be happy. Like what? You had a great photo shoot. Did I? Yes, I did. And I then, did have a good photo shoot, but it, it was it was a little bit of chaos. There's, this has been a very uh, exasperating week for both of us. So I did want to just check in before the show, but I I'm my spirits are high. I have a lot of gratitude for yeah my family. 
Even though you, you they... got dinner last night with a friend, I did. We got crab legs, and they were delicious. You, and you came back scrumps. smelling like crab legs. I gave you a hug, and it was just a whiff of boil. You smelled like a whole boil. I did, but then at Under one point, this sea. at one point, did, did I told you this when I got home about this guy who I ran into <laughs> near the bathroom, and he was getting on my freaking nerves. Yeah, I'll tell y'all this real quick. I went to get crab legs with my friend. They were delicious, but as you know, your hands get lost, sticky, whatever. So I w- go to the bathroom line, and at this restaurant, essentially the the women's line and the men's line are like in close proximity, and for and the men's had a line. So there's this guy who had dinner with his friends, so they were both going to the bathroom at the same time. They were they were not dating this guy and this girl. But you can tell they were friends because he was just very casually talking to her. And I was right behind them in the line, so I was overhearing him just being absolutely ridiculous. He was complaining about his baby mama wanting some of his money, you know, the mother of his child. So it's just been a long time where I have been a space where people were saying things like, and then the bitch called me and she, she says she hungry. She says her lights cut off and then she want money from me. It's like, you should have figured that shit out. So I, I gave her $50 today just to hold her over. And I remember thinking, I was like, I cannot stomach this conversation right now. And, and the girl in the line was just as bad as him. She was very pick-me-girl energy. She was like, I mean, she knew the risk she ran when she decided to sleep with you. I mean, why can't you take care of the baby? I was like, it, it literally, If I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with Mel Mitchell. She's a comedian. She is hilarious. We've actually um, had lunch a few times and she, when she comes to L.A. And she basically has a, a parody of a podcast where people, it's like, you know, toxic masculinity and the girl that's like, because mm, these females shouldn't have been opening their legs. It was literally a scene out of that. At this bathroom. And he was complaining that the mother of his child was calling him because she's poor (laughs) and her lights are off. And she was just looking for a few funds to help continue to raise his child. (laughs) I was just so I was like, I, I was like, I'm getting nauseous listening to this conversation. So do you ever think about how long it's been since you've been in a room present for like outlandish conversations? Yeah. Like, he, it wasn't even a bit. He was like, so I gave her $50. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're, we're eating crab legs that are $42 a pound. And I'm sure you didn't get just one pound. So it's like, I'm sorry, you could take your little friend out for crab legs, but you can't give your baby mama $50 to get her lights cut on? How dare you? $50 in L.A.? That's nothing. So I was just infuriated. I was like, just like trying to clean underneath each of my nails. And I just, at, at one point, I wanted to yell like, just give her all your money. Why, why, you should have chosen better, someone to partner with. I didn't even know what to do. I, I just was like looking at the ground in fury. I mean, yeah, at that point, you take out a notebook, you start writing or start recording surreptitiously without their permission because you sound that ignorant, then you should be recorded and blasted on the internet. And of course, I've heard men complain about the mothers of their children. Yeah. But it's typically like. Me. I complain got, about them. <laughs> Yes. It's typically like, you got your nails done, your hair done, your lashes done, and, and now you, you still Gucci. want my money. You bought a Gucci watch. Right, right. You, 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 got, you got Gucci slides on. But I, that was the first time in a long time I heard a man be like, and then she's poor and she's, she's sleeping on the floor and, 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 and she's eating, you know, every a couple of days and then she wants my money. What, what is she's that? What's this? Is that every <laughs> She's she's sleeping on a, a foam for a piece of mattress. She's she just got evicted and then she wants money. I was like, what is this conversation right now? Yeah, it made me so sad for we, whoever this this woman is just trying to get by. We don't interact with people like that, and if there's yeah. even a close proximity of someone 
uh, of us possibly interacting with someone like that, we, we yes. cut them immediately. And I'm not even... Amber, Amber cuts people very quickly. I... They'll, she'll cut people for showing up two hours late to, to I, something. I certainly will, because I certainly will. <laughs> I certainly will. Well, here's the thing, Ben. Like, it's not even... I, I actively don't have any male friends in my life who are fathers who don't love caring for their child. You know, even if I, of course, I have friends who are single moms who, uh, you know, co-parent with the father of their child. But I've never, I have never heard the father of those children be complain that they had to give my friend money. Yeah. You know. Those people exist. We sort of have the luxury of cutting those kinds of people out. Yeah. I forget that there are very mean people out there. Yeah. For example, or, or I was just a, scrolling. It, estranged fathers. It's it, like, I, I, or I have single mom friends who have zero contact with the yeah, the father. So, so I don't. But I am not privy to a co-parent dynamic where a man is just actively complaining. But it happens, obviously. So that was just like the first time in a long time I heard a man complaining about having to help his baby's mama out. Philip K. Dick would always write these stories of these people walking through the same reality or like physical space, but living in alternate realities. And so that's sort of how we live now. We forget that people believe that a woman, if she has a kid, should be the primary caretaker and the man should be able to do whatever he wants. Or that it's a very common belief amongst groups of people that a man has the right to have sex with as many women that he wants, but a woman should only have sex with like one man, which mathematically that doesn't make sense. And I was more infuriated with the girl he was with who was just continuing to be like, I mean, she should have known when she had sex with you, like, this is probably going to be the lifestyle that she lived. I was right, like, because what? <laughs> that's it's the, the kind of person you are or something. Like, yes. Yeah. I just, I just came here to eat some shrimp, and now I'm hearing this toxicity. What did or, you do last night where I was out? Uh, oh, I made the outline for this podcast. Oh, great. And then uh, I ate some food, watched... Watched Rick and Morty. Just had fun. exciting things. Very. Yes. Ex- I sat around Riveting on the couch, didn't waiting for you to get home, being lonely. Did you miss? Oh, <laughs> sorry. You okay? Yeah. All right. You want to jump into the show since I just had you to should, get that rant off my uh, chest? Yeah, yeah. I should what? You should. Um, next time you see someone like that, you should throw water on them. Because uh, when I was a kid, and my and I would bite people. My mom like threw water on me once. It's like, but I didn't bite them, and they didn't bite me. But they it, didn't mean it, to bite me. It was me. a way to like stop a behavior. So I believe tossing a water on anybody will stop their behavior. Oh, you've been watching some like housewives, huh? So, it's so just the throw next water time on anybody, I hear a man complaining about giving his mother it, his it will baby's definitely mama's money, change the conversation. I should just throw a glass of water on. Them. It'll change the conversation. what? What? What are my words after I toss this glass of water on a stranger? Uh, it could be like you know. You gotta f- fix it. Fix it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so fix it is a that horrible a line Janet after. Jackson. Yeah, I want you to do that again. Fix it is a horrible line after you throw water on somebody. There should be like a fire pun. It's like I, I had to put this fire out. This shit fire out. I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> this, I had to put a baby daddy fire out. A baby daddy fire. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the name of the show. I don't know, but go go do your uh, impression again. Fix it. Because you a bitch and you're always going to be a little bitch. And that, uh, I'm going to give y'all 30 seconds to guess what movie that was. It's 
I think a man who's done phenomenal things for the black communities. Who? In black film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, well, I thought you were going to name who the movie was and who did the quote. That's what I was like, Janet Jackson is not a man. Tyler Tyler Perry. That's, Tyler that's, Tyrone that's Perry. His, <laughs> is his name, middle name no, Tyrone? I just gave it that. Yep. It we'll, gives Tyrone energy. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Yes, that was, I think it was Why Did I Get Married too? the ending where there was, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Yeah, she's, um, she like finds a way to embarrass her, her husband who she's breaking up with in the, in the movie by hiring a gay man to pop out of a cake at his job so that everybody thinks he's gay. And then he runs away from that embarrassing he's like incident. He's so ashamed. He's so ashamed that she would embarrass him at work that he gets in his car, drives out into the street, and is immediately hit by another car, which ends up killing him. And everybody else, when they later meet at the hospital, Janet is telling them to fix their marriages After because she just ended fine. her marriage. Uh, well, she just ended this man's life by hiring a gay male escort to pop out of a cake. And, well, not even an escort. It was just a, a go-go dancer. A go-go dancer. Uh, uh, a just, dance. just, well, it was like a sexy moment. Anyway, fix it. <laughs> you did a really good. You actually did a way better impression than me. That was so good. Uh, let's call talk, me Janet. Call you Janet, Miss Jackson. If you're nasty. Let's hop into the show real quick. Special shout out to all those of you who support us on Patreon. You can support us on Patreon for $1, $2, $5 a month. The The information is in the episode notes. And that is also where you can see our now film selected, film festival selected documentary, We're Pregnant and Other Lies. So head on over to Patreon if you like this show and want to continue to support. So let's hop right into our first segment. Hashtag influenced. What is this segment about, Ben? Uh, we talk about influencing and all the wonderful ins and outs of it. So this week, it was a really great week for influencing. We heard of this fantastic brand deal. And then three days later, it was due. And so we had to sort of throw together uh, this whole experience. And so if you ever go into influencing or if you've ever, ever worked in that industry, what will happen is that uh, someone will get a certain amount of money, a, a third party will be hired by a brand and uh, this third party has a budget. And so what will happen, they might go under budget, so then they can bring in influencers last minute to sort of continue with the deal. But if you're doing a, a tight turnaround because you're doing some sort of like sweepstakes or if you're doing some sort of, uh, you know, final four, you know, basketball, so relevantly timely, you want the, the content moved really quickly. So Amber, this is one of the situations where it was for an event. And so Amber had to get this material out super quickly. Within like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. And it was kind of a nightmare. It, it was annoying. But the thing is, like, one brand deal can sort of last you yes. for, a, for a month. Yes, you know? I'm not complaining about the finances. So, I just... so you got to work quickly. So you got to drop at some points. you got to drop everything. So, you know, that yes. might mean, like, you're, you miss your kid's swim lesson you miss your kid's library story time because that's the money that you use to pay for the swim lessons. So you drop everything. You got to get a babysitter. And uh, and then the other thing, you, you <laughs> wrote a script that <laughs> like required things that we did not have. Like <laughs> Yes, that was my fault. Well, here's the thing about it. So... Yeah, this is going to be a nice little peek behind the curtain sometimes because I I pride myself on being very professional. She is When professional. brands reach out to me, I like to 
come up with a script, they approve the script, we shoot. Because what you never want as an influencer is to have to reshoot something, especially the way our lives are set up now because we're doing things back to back to back. So when a brand asks for a reshoot, that's not just a reshoot. That's like, okay, let me call and rebook the babysitter. Let me make sure she can watch the dog. So, <laughs> let me let me go get my, my armpits I, waxed again. I gotta explain, let me go. because people, a brand will say, we would like a concept. And a, a lot of influencers will write like three, four sentences. Right. I don't do that. I'm Amber director. writes a fucking script with like yeah. uh, pictures of the Sound camera effect, shot. Cues, yeah. Action and so shots, she, because Amber dialogue. doesn't like to reshoot things, she likes to no. do everything in pre production and she doesn't want to fix it in post, unlike Tyler Perry. He like fix it in post. He does, he fixes everything in post. Uh, just watch Atlanta. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's a reference to the Tyler Perry episode. Very good. So Amber writes this whole thing, and in there she she like includes pictures that are professional, like professional pictures. And I was like, why why are you showing this picture? We don't we don't got that kind of like eye, you know, for a picture. But Amber, you Am- don't have an eye for a picture, but I I feel like I I. I I over, I okay, fellow black girls out there, because <laughs> I feel like this is a black girl thing. When I am called to do a job and I'm getting paid well to do that job, I want to put my best foot forward. So if you're asking for a picture for the job or you're, you're asking for a certain feel to the mm. shoot, I try my best to achieve at the highest level because I treat these mini brand deal things as essentially like director and production things for the future because I do in the future want to be a an established director filmmaker whatever so even if right you are, now you, by the yes, way, you already are thank a you but, but I want to be more established and well yeah. known for that so even when I am given a small task it's like hey girl we want you to go sell this sunscreen I'm like, ooh, well, where would I be using sunscreen? At a beach. I'm going to write this script at a beach or Even at a we pool. we live 45 minutes away yes, from a beach. Because it matters, because I, or or at least let me be spraying myself in the morning on our morning walk. Something that feels very authentic to me. I put a lot of effort into grounding the scene and things that are authentic to our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know that every influencer doesn't do that, but I'm not, I'm not trying to be an influencer forever. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. You know, but 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 you probably could be an influencer forever because you organize yourself so well. Like you, we have influencer friends who don't write anything. No, they're like, girl, I send them three bullet points and go, yeah. I or I just recorded, I just recorded it and sent it to them immediately, and then they get all this notes and then they got to re-record it. Yeah, but I see brand deals. I see brand deals as many script writing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Good, a good practice. In that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes. So Ben is making fun of me because I set this shoot at a pool and I didn't have a pool. So then I had to call my friend and ask can I shoot at his pool. And he's like, well, I don't get out of my meeting until. And it was a kind of a mess. It was kind of. It was not just a mess because of the brand. It was a mess because of what I wanted. Yeah. But are you telling me to want less? Uh, is that what you're saying on the mic? No. It's it's just one of those things where you can decide with influencing. You have a certain level of followers, and whether your followers are like watching your content or not is not really um, is the only thing that matters. So, if your content is crunchy, but you get followers for that, you can maintain your crunchiness. But uh, there's a level of at I I felt like Amber, you pivoted a little bit. You're like, I want a professional picture. I was like, when have we ever posted professional pictures like that? Well, we don't get a lot of static IG posts 
Richard's request. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that was the other thing is um, part of this deal is that d- depending on your rate, your rate is determinant on, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, producing a reel, which is for Instagram, a TikTok, which is for TikTok, or um, a YouTube short. Some pro- brands will pay you for YouTube shorts yeah. or a YouTube long form video. Um, or a static post on Instagram, so just a picture. And so based on that, your rate's going to change, right? Right. And and a lot of people don't uh, realize that. So, yeah, you don't always get a lot of um, static posts, like funny pictures, which you could probably do more funny pictures. I could. I'm I'm bad at taking pictures. I think you're fine at taking pictures. I, like, I'm, I'm talking like, like what do that. you mean by bad? I think you mean by bad that you don't do the professional, like sleek looking, you know, touched up, glam type of pictures. No, no, no. You, you're talking about filters. Yeah. Now filters. I don't do filters a lot, but but some people really do have an eye for taking pictures well and taking angles well and seeing like, oh, the sun is hitting here perfectly. This is the perfect moment for a static shot. If you look through my phone, I have a gajillion videos. And some people are like, I do not do videos well. I don't do editing well. Well, you so, just never practice taking pictures. I know, I'm, but I don't like, I like the, I like the. You prefer. Uh, I, I like a 30 second looping video. I, I think I can tell a more powerful story in a video. I know I can do it in a picture, but I, I don't have an eye for capturing you've a never practiced a it i think this week we're, we should take a bunch of pictures and f- try to come up with some funky cool ideas where we're taking pictures through a, a water bottle or something playing with the light or like you can do a silly we can try my sister's very very good at taking pictures but i am you know who and takes... then i'll ask you to take my picture and i get it back and it's blurry as hell i'm like come on you didn't you didn't see this chip you know you didn't see my hair piece out all out the way it's, it's like a little stuff like that uh, I really like Meg Salter. She takes these really silly, like stupid pictures. Meg Salter is a Chicago comedian who she's is, in LA now, though. Is in LA and uh, is on Hacks. She's, I mean, her comedy is just so bonkers and silly. She's doing really interesting things with comedy, where <laughs> she'll like walk in and just start shaking everybody's hand and just yeah, pretended pretend to be like a newly married woman. And if you know Meg Salter, she's like super gay. She just does weird, weird shit. And it's not like, de- you know, devaluing anybody. It's not stand up and we think of stand up. But her pictures, I think, are so crunchy and so like sloppy and so funny. And I think that you could probably bring that element. But what I found sort of frustrating working with you this week was Amber went and hired a photographer. Which she didn't get a, a budget to hire, so she just took out whatever pay she got from this um, money to do the shoot. So she hired a photographer because she was you were looking through the static photos of this brand. You're like, oh, this is so good. I yes, was like, because but that's the not brand you. Sent, yes, but the brand sent we would like pictures similar to this, mm. and those were professional. And yeah. and at, and looking back, I definitely should have just taken the pictures of my own. I, I, I think I because we were going to, po- th- to print. Yeah, so we were going through pictures that you took in Paris, and some some of those pictures were really good. Like you could take good pictures. I think what it's so funny. What pictures were taken in Paris? You know, that you were should, good. I took so you many took videos. a picture of uh, it was me and our friend who had come to visit us. We were sitting at one of the nice restaurants we really enjoyed. It was like uh, Mart La Mart. Okay. And it was just a very beautiful picture. The the sun hit it right. It had a clarity to it. And that was not professionally done. So what I think I see with you, Amber, sometimes is that you'll see sort of a optimum 
or a professionally done thing, like whether it's a picture or a video, and you'll say, oh, I can't do that. That's the first thing. And then you're like, I need to find someone to help me do that because I can't do that. So I often see you saying, the first thing you'll say is I can't do that. And then you have to convince yourself uh, that you can do it. Where some people will, will think, oh, I can do that, but they should really convince themselves that no, they need help doing it. You're the inverse. I also think... Do you think that's true? This is what I think. Do you I want, think, No, do you think I, that's I'm, true? I'm, I'm, I'm responding. Can I respond? Yeah, yeah. You gonna let me respond? It's a yes or no question. Do you think... Can, can I respond? Yeah, go for it. I think I can do it. I don't have the time to do it. Um, I don't have the time to write the script, memorize the lines, set up the shoot, style myself, style you, potentially style the baby, then take the picture, then edit the picture, then edit the video. I don't have time to do it all. So what I try to do is so say... So you can't do it because you don't have time? Because That's still an, well, what I'll try to do is I'll excuse. try to outsource it to somebody... Because that's what you do when you don't have time to do things. You say, I don't have time to go to, to the grocery store. Let me outsource an Instacart. I don't have time to clean my home. Let me outsource and ask somebody to clean it. What's frustrating is when you outsource it and they don't do a good job. So then you end up having to do it anyway or you end up with a worse a worse uh, product, uh, output. Worse is correct. That's how so they, they what I'm telling you I should have done is I should have done it myself and you should have taken on something else. So I think in the in and we're going to leave this <laughs> topic in a minute and I'm not upset about it. I just wish sometimes I could I should have outsourced something confidence. else to you. I have the confidence. I just I'm I'm running out of time. Like think... if somebody's asking me to do something in 24 hours, I need all hands on deck. And when that was happening, no shade, as soon as the, the shit was over, you went over and made some friends and were talking to them. So I was like, well, even if I maybe do, did have the time, you you maybe in the moment should have said, and I was probably being bossy boots, you maybe in the moment should have said, like, Amber, I'm going to take three pictures of you right now. When your photographer comes, he can take some more. But if these work, let's go. Let's just send them. Mm. But you grabbed the product, went over there, and hung out with friends. No, I, I said, I was like, do you want me to take pictures? And then like, I was no. texting the babysitter, and then I was texting whatever. So sometimes it's like, I think, if I have a list of 10 things to do, it's not that I don't think I can't do them all well. It's that I don't think I have time to do all 10 well. So that's mm. when you need to look at that list with me. And I, need, and I need to do a better job of asking you for that help to say, like, here are 10 things on my list. Which one of these do you think you can take on so I can prioritize this one? Okay, so in this situation, I said, I was like, I don't think you need a photographer to do this. But you said it after I had hired the person. No, no, no. After I, we were there. I told, you, I told you before. I was like. you No, you were on the shoot saying no, no, no. we don't need it. It was the day before. It was like two days I, before. I, I have no evidence of that. I, I'm going to start telling you. I told you. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're saying I didn't tell you because you later came back and you said, you know, I should have listened to what, what you said. Yes, but you have a tendency to... Let's let's get into it. You have a tendency to say we should have done this as we're doing the this. No, this this situation. You know you do I, that all the time. I was like, you, you do not and need your a professional. I was like, why are you writing that we you're going to hire someone to take a professional picture of you when they're not giving you the budget? Because Listen, I didn't, if a brand I didn't hires have you, timed, I I didn't you have know, time didn't to have take time. it and edit it. Yeah. Yes, yes, you I, did. I feel like you're not listening to me. You think you don't have the time. Why do you, you think you don't have the time, but you always have the time. It, okay, let me, 
do you see how you can choose to help me make more time? And you're just like, find the time. So can we can we agree to disagree? Give me my give me your hand. Can we say everybody in the car is like, oh shit, popcorn. Can we if if you are trying to convince me that I have more time to do things, can you make it can you help me find that time? Yeah, I can help you. Can you say like you don't have to worry about baby, dog, household stuff. You go find the time. Yeah. That's and the you thing, do that a lot. You do is that, that lot. Amber thinks Amber thinks she gotta do everything. You just you're you're now you're contradicting yourself because you just said, but you could have done that. Well, so I think you could have done it, but then what you think is that, oh, I couldn't have done that and then do these six, seven other things. Where I'm like, you could have done this very specific task on your own, but they're like, Well, I had to do this, 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 well, this. Well, I'm this. asking, I'm I'm asking, are you gonna do six, seven, eight? Yeah. So I can do one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that so I, I will make a commitment to believe in myself more. If you can help me do the other things so I can give my time to believe myself time to believe myself Mm -hmm. because I know I can do it. Yeah. I just need like it. it, it, The same thing happened with the documentary. I like hired an editor to do it at first and they kind of phoned it in. So I ended up having to do it myself, which actually ended up being the best thing for me. Yeah, it was. And I needed you to say, like, you have to take care of this baby so that I can do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think so. The next time this happens, Amber with sees. The brand, I sometimes I say talk about you third person, but I sometimes no, I'm in the damn room. You see, like all the billion things you got to do, and I'm like, no, you can just focus on. You got to hone in on the one thing. And sometimes Amber will will I'll I'll notice this. Sometimes you'll be you'll ask me to do something, and I'll start to do it, and then you'll say, "Can you do this? These like three other things?" I was like, "Let me just finish this thing right here," because. Mm-hmm. I think Amber sees more of a holistic uh, project and uh, the overwhelmingness of it all where I'll be like, I will see, I have to do this one specific thing where you'll, um, I think a good metaphor for this is that when you do laundry, for example, is you do like seven, eight loads and until it's all done. And then now we have about you know, six, seven loads of clean laundry just piled up where it's a little bit easier if you do like one load, put it away, move on to the next load. Yeah, but what gets us there? You're like, do you, have you seen my clean underwear? I don't have any clean underwear. I'm like, okay, well, you're. I open your closet and it's piles of dirty clothes. So so I have piles of the clean, but you got piles of the dirty. So you I wait to do the task of- until you you are in desperado mode. I don't like to do that. I like to be like, let me get it. Let me, if I have a chunk of time, let me do as much laundry as I can and then come back to it. Whereas you're like. I'll do half of my dirty clothes and then fold them and then I'll wait for the next. Where you'll take the whole bin down and do. I like to do a laundry all, day. Yeah. yeah I like to do. I like to do a laundry day. Because, but I, I don't. Like little, little chunk. I like chunking it a little bit more for me. That's yeah. Your chunk works. is like do it one week, three weeks later do it. That's your chunk. That's not my chunk. That is your chunk. Speaking of my chunk. Uh, a little chunk chunk at the house. Man, we're gonna have to. Okay, wait. Back can we this. conclude? What we're we're concluding that? Yeah, we're concluding. In conclusion, I can do more than I'm giving myself credit for. I think you get intimidated I, by by it, professionalism. In conclusion, <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell me what I need to work on, and I'm gonna tell you what you need to work on. That's how we go conclude. I need you to start looking at how you can do this successfully instead of I can't do it.
So look at the how instead of the can't. But I did it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about. I, I never don't do it. Uh, I think sometimes you you enter into a mode of like uh, a moment of self defeat. Like I can't get this done. I'm not going to be able to get this done. I need someone to help me. I need uh, I need some. I need someone to take my picture. I need um, an assistant. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, okay, we'll we'll get there. But right now, let's look up how we can do it with the tools that we have now. And you gonna help out with the tools? Like if there's a list, man, of- I'm your biggest tool. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm 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 your Swiss Army pocket knife, baby. But. The corkscrew bent. The knife need to be sharpened. <laughs> right, sometimes you gotta. The you magnifying gotta... glass been bit off by the dog. I'm just kidding. You're great. That's so fucked up. You you believe it. This is the thing. That, That's the, really funny though. It, and you kind of you kind of believe in me more than I believe in myself. I do. So I need to I need to believe you when you believe in me. I'm like, you got this. That was a whole, the whole. But edit, you be sitting poolside, whole sipping. editing journey, man. Amber was like, was sobbing about how she was never going to be able to, to I finish want this documentary. And look, you are. You're going to the bronze lens and ATL. I, know. I want to because I am a perfectionist. That's, we that's might, the issue. We might do a brand deal with a nice hotel. Stay at a nice hotel down there. Have a good time. Your, I know. Your mom's going to come into town. I think if you're. Sh- Shout out to my uh, fellow perfectionists out there. We got we got issues. We we'll psych ourselves out, but we'll get it done, and then it's it is like fire. Yeah. I mean, there are some things you're still behind on because you're such a perfectionist. So, like what? Like, what, you, what? I, we gotta I keep get you. trying to conclude this. I keep trying to end on a high, beautiful note, and your goal is to keep us know you need work. Let's finish talking about it. <laughs> she does need. Work. Can we move on to other people' marriage problems? Uh no, the, let's do the quickly the yeah give give, give me one sentence on our baby parent. <laughs> this is the section of the show we talk I, th- about th- parenting. Thank you for believing in me. I do believe in you pro- a, a lot. Uh, so we talk about parenting and just raising a kid. So we uh bought Wild a tricycle, and it was a great buy. You ended up pushing it around. You get to steer it. Can you just I before we move on to the do's and don'ts of relationships, can you just tell me that I was right in buying a tricycle instead of the fiat that you wanted to buy? You wanted to buy this little toy car and tell me all the reasons why I was right. I will wrap this up in one sentence because we already over time, but I'm having fun with you. I originally wanted to buy Wild a pink, a hot pink, almost Barbie-esque Fiat that you push from the back because it's Barbie season. I don't know if you knew that. It's, it's, it's Barbieheimer season. So uh, we're, we're recording this a little bit early, but it's, it's currently Barbie season where we are. So we are not going to get the pink car. We decided to get a, a Duna. This is not an ad, but a Duna trike, and it folds up. So the and it's lightweight. So I I will I will concede and say I was wrong because the Barbie the Barbie would have she would have outgrown it and it doesn't collapse. So it would have mm-hmm. been like taking up a whole bunch of space and, and cluttering our garage. Where do we live? We live in L.A. So there's tons of hills and in the section of L.A. We live in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "What are you looking for there?" I'm not dropping yeah, yeah. our address. I'm not dropping our neighborhood. No, so I'm just like, saying, yeah, where we live. Okay. LA, there's lots of very flat parts of LA. We live in East LA, so there's yeah. it's hilly. 
So I I like the trike. It's 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 cute. Yeah. So sometimes it's important in parenting that you lose a disagreement. I just lost. I lost. You lost. But not only did you lose, but you actually you actually won. I gained by winning gained. Yeah. by allowing me to win. I so did. there's no win or I'm lose. Saying it, well, I, I I can admit when I wasn't didn't. But it, I can see the pain. Oh oh yeah, my, oh, your my eyes. You're like twitching. you're like in pain. I want that pink car because I like an aesthetic. But you know you like functionality. Look at your shoes. So. You want to move on to the, the, the do's and don'ts? Go for it. Everybody, know, by looking at your shoes, they can tell that you, you don't like the finer things. All right. Letter number one. We, we, we've acknowledged that our marriage is the best. Now, now, back to you, Cisco. You know who said that? Back to you, Cisco. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Beyonce. She was hosting. Oh, she's yeah. like a VMA hosting thing one oh, time. Oh, I remember. Like Cisco the rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they asked her to host again after I, that, right? That we have not seen. Oh, well, obviously she's Beyonce, so she's busy doing incredible things. But yeah, we have not seen Beyonce speak into a microphone other than singing or other than a concert. Marriage I do's and I don'ts. Dear Amber and Ben, I've been dating my boyfriend for about six months. He's active duty military, and although I respect his job, I sometimes feel like the other woman when it comes to Uncle Sam. I know that I'm serious about marriage sooner rather than later, and we discuss it often. My concern is that we're not progressing fast enough. Our connection isn't where it should be. Our values align. We have similar goals, outlook, etc. We agree that we can be with each other for the long haul, but there's some space between now and marriage. I've tried to communicate my concerns, but those conversations conclude with us acknowledging that he's establishing himself in his career and prioritizing himself, which is important, although we want to make the relationship work. I feel that I've made our relationship more of a priority than our relationship is to him. I don't think he's a bad person, but I do think our right nows feel mismatched. Am I rushing things? Mm. Initial so response. This person said... Um, that we're not progressing fast enough. So my question to that, when someone says a comparison statement such as fast enough, my first question is compared to who? Fast enough compared to who? What your past relationships, um, relationships you see in your friends, uh, six months is for some people very short. For some people, it's very long. You know, uh, for me, it sounds like a very short six months you know, dating someone is you're you're still learning that person, especially if you didn't know the person before you started dating them. It's sort of like knowing someone for six months. Think of like a, a friend that you would have in six months. I'm, I still am learning them. Like we have friends here that we've known for eight months. And I wouldn't say that we're like tight, close friends. You know, that that's going to have to only occur through like a really terrible traumatic event or like occur yeah because you have to go through a struggle i agree um or or maybe you you go travel with them or you see them in a different environment so yeah. six months doesn't seem long uh it sounds to me that you're rushing things me too yeah am i rushing things when we've only been dating six months is yeah and especially for marriage and active duty military that six months is even shorter because I'm assuming if he's active duty, he's not 
you're all, y'all are not staying together. He's busy. That's He's a not that's a hard here. that's a full time job. That, I mean, that's not a job. That's a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last week. I want to say like military wife or cop wife or. I don't know. Pastor wife. Pastor it was a, wife. It was yes. a while. It was a while ago. But my <sighs> my thing is that is not enough time. I agree. I sounds like you're you're actually, but you seem like you're moving in a mature way. Yeah. But and, and fast. I'm just like, why do you think fast enough? Who are you comparing yourself to? Compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. You know, I I like to think about it sometimes. If it's hard, Ben, not to compare your relationship to other people's relationships, especially if you see some qualities in other people's relationships and they're progressing and you're not. But I also would task you to think about it as like a job. Like being with another person is like a, a second job. There's more income, so there's some pros, but it's also more work. So I would ask myself, if I was on a job for six months, would I expect a promotion? <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, that's is a that good. a weird analogy? So I was like, so, no, after six months, You're you know, still... maybe everybody in the workroom knows my name now, but I'm still kind of in a trial mode yeah. at six that months. First, yeah, that's a good way of seeing it. That first year, you're, you're still learning the ins and outs of the industry. Yeah, if I, now, if I had been in a job for five years and I hadn't moved anywhere in the company, I'd be like, okay, what's going on? But I definitely think if, if, you're, if you're asking for some comparison, we got married after four years together, mm-hmm. and we've been married four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if you're asking for some comparison, you're gonna <laughs> if, if you want to if you ask us, you'll be married in four years. Um, but I do think, like Ben said, it's important to get to know somebody, see how they behave in times of grief, in times of challenge, uh, see how they evolve in their career. And I, I don't, I, I think it's super exciting and motivating when I see my partner wanting to evolve and invest in themselves in their career. I personally think that. So I think you should keep dating your boyfriend, but I do think you should slow down a little bit and, and mind your expectations. Would you expect a promotion after six months? Cause marriage is kind of a promotion of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next letter. Okay. I got a fun little messy one. You ready? I love mess. All right, here we go. I got to move it in. You know, grandma can't see. Um, here we go. Hi, Amber and Ben. Um, My partner and I, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, and he posted photos of our trip. A day or so later, this woman messages me, but didn't send proof of anything. Um, And she messages me saying that my boyfriend was essentially flirting with her. I asked for proof proof, and she responded, why would I lie? Early in our relationship, so they've been together a year, earlier in our relationship, I did catch my boyfriend making inappropriate comments to friends, air quote friends, on social media. I found a comment he made before asking another girl if she was single and if he could change that. We took a break from the relationship, addressed it, and moved forward together. Then a year later, I got a message from some random woman. I ended up confronting my boyfriend and he let me see his phone parts that he would let me see or or she's saying like the parts that he would let me see that's in parentheticals he was hesitant to show me that he that nothing had happened though ultimately i'm choosing to believe him because nothing was there but it makes me uncomfortable oh he's cheating oh hell he's definitely yeah, man, flirting. Let, me put, let me put the computer back over here for no you. way no way do not believe this man 
if there's no reason for someone to just reach out like hey this guy's flirting with me just for you to wear is this person just trying to fuck with you especially if you don't know them like i would say the simplest solution is someone reaches out to you like saying this person's flirting with me and they've had a habit of doing this before a hundred percent you should not believe him and of what it's so easy to delete shit from your phone here here's my phone and like yeah i'll show you my phone the, the guy this guy sounds smart right he deleted he deleted that shit he's showing it to you you know yeah especially if uh, there's so many red flags this i'm so sorry but if, if you found in the past that he was commenting on people's pages hey are you single i could change that that kind of behavior does not end for people that that is what you would need some serious repentance you would need that is a habit of cheating that's a lifestyle of cheating this man enjoys that i'm sorry y'all hold on to that fun vacation you had but you're not going to have much more that's so embarrassing i i I get that's you didn't i have i have friends that that has happened to i've had family members and i've actually funny enough you know obviously we're people see us on the internet and things like that. So I've, I've definitely had somebody DM me being like, hey, sis, is this your man on this app? And it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it, it looked like you. Though. It, it I'm like, like, actually, me. that looked like my friend. Let me see the, let me see the profile again, which was funny. It, it became yeah. a bit. But I do think it's hard when she doesn't provide proof. That, yeah, that is because hard. because you, you want to believe that. Yeah, show me some proof, something. I, well, I definitely person, think he's cheating, but I want to. This person came and talked. It could have been a flirting in like a, um, online or something. Right, but you can show proof of that. Like, or why not, or just not online. It? Not online. Yeah. Okay, let me see what she said again. A day or so later, like a day or so after he posted her on his... Because this woman probably thought he was single, and, and then he, he posted the trip pics. A day or so later, this woman messages me. Um, she didn't send proof. She didn't send proof. She just claimed that he was messaging her, and, and she's saying he, this man, the, her boyfriend was asking this woman for photos. Yeah. So, so why can't you just screenshot and say like, "Girl, is this your man asking for my photos?" Yeah, I mean that. So that's annoying. It feels like the other girl is like playing with her a little bit. I, I could see that. I yeah, but she has that. no reason. Like, if it's somebody you don't know. I, I mean, also there are moments this person. This woman who got the photos from the boyfriend could have like deleted those messages right away. You know what I mean? The woman who what? So her her boyfriend right um, is messaging this other woman. Correct. So we'll call her the other woman. Correct. And that other mo- woman could have deleted these messages as soon as she got them, and then saw. Why would she delete them if she because was gonna she go had, tell on him though? If she has a boyfriend. Right. So what could happen? She could have thought like, oh, I, I didn't know. The other woman could have thought, I didn't know this man had a girlfriend. She gets these messages. She deletes the messages because the other woman has a boyfriend and then sees that this guy posts a picture of his girlfriend. And she's like, the other woman says, "Ooh, I should actually reach out and say this happened, even though I don't have the proof because I got rid of the proof. Here's the thing about it. Also, if, if I was you, the person who wrote in. And and somebody did this to me. I feel like somebody did this to me in high school or so. I try to get real charming and buddy-buddy with this other woman, even if it's fake. So that's when you should have been like, 
girl, really? Like, we've been together so long. Like, what what would make you say this? Like, thank yeah. you for telling me, sis. What would make you say this? So, it, because sometimes, like, I've tried to tell a friend, like, girl, just so you know, your man is kind of flirting with people. No, he's not. Why would you say that? No, he's Like, when you get defensive automatically, the other person kind of is like, oh, oh let, yeah. let me go or, to the side. But when you're kind of like... Show me proof. Show me proof it, that person yeah, could yeah. like, you know what? Whereas sometimes you got to be like... Uh, thank you for looking out. Could do you have some some receipts that I could come to him with? Because I'm gonna be confronting him about this, and they, and then maybe they'll be you know, you yeah. catch more more flies with honey kind of situation. I just don't see someone lying, but then also not have not. But it's annoying evidence. when you don't send evidence, right? Especially if 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 her man was asking you for photos. Just screenshot that and send it to me. Yeah, the evidence is this person's word that you don't know anything about. Yeah. But like why would like what is the motivation of someone randomly texting another woman that your man is cheating? Or like could be an ex. It could you know, it could be an angry ex who yeah. who got the one that got away. Yeah, just I don't know. It could be just she like people do try to I, I, I don't lie. know those people. I don't surround myself with those people, but people do try to sometimes like they could plot and get your relationship or whatever. So yeah, he's cheating though. He's something. Something is Not, up. Well, I don't know. We don't can't say for sure he's cheating, but it definitely. I I'm inclined to. My rule of thumb is if I got to go through your phone, or if my instinct tells me I need to go through your messages, you probably cheat on me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, and this is not your fault at all no of course it, not it's like but, but it's so it's, funny it's like people get up against get, in, get embarrassed by something that they had no control over this yes it's but it's too many cards up against him he's done it in the past another girl reached out now he's upset that you want to go through his phone that's three right there yeah so so even if the other girl aside he's done things in the past and he's mad about the phone girl get out you just celebrated your one-year relationship one year you could throw a year away but it's not even a year away. You you probably ended up learning things. So you can you can work at a job for a year and say like not for me. Going back to my my job relationship analogy. Yeah. Anyway, if you have questions for Ben and I about some dating things, about leaving the person you're with, or about maybe proposing, who knows? Please reach out to us on the Fly on the Wall and Instagram. Write those letters, and I'll be uh, obviously collecting them um, on my Burr I Am personal page. You want to go into Shelfie? The last Shelfie, thing, yeah. So, what is this? Wait, wait. Before we... This is a oh, quick yeah. one. What is... Shel- All right. I, oh, sh- sorry. Shelfie is sorry. where we talk about the books, TV shows that we've been watching. Uh, sometimes it's trendy. Sometimes it's, you know, not. So, yeah. this week, Amber finished a book. Yes. That's what I want to talk Good about job. first. Thank you. I finished... Mm. I finished Detransition Baby. I know I've been... What feels like to y'all, I've been reading it for weeks. Um so good but i'm so pissed ben oh what do i hate ben Unre- unresolved endings <laughs> it's it, there are some things like that can our be... life yes life is unresolved yes. so those are the best kind of endings. oh i hate when i finish a book and i was like wait no please no and there's then, nothing else and then at the end of the book there's an interview with the author so i was like okay maybe in the interview the interviewer asked like hey like i know this kind of is implied but we're still kind of unsure is this gonna happen or not and it's unresolved and i had such a week of just like many uncertainty uncertainties about things so i almost threw the book across the room because it, because even my book, my fictional book, ended unresolved. So I just was furious. What what's unresolved about it? 
I haven't read the book, so. Okay. All right. So we're reading this. I think I talked about Detransition Baby a couple weeks ago, so please don't listen to this if you want to read it. It's so good. You should read it. Okay, so if you remember, it was basically three people essentially going to raise a baby together, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I'm going to – I know I do horrible explaining, but just let me get through it. So it's you – it's me – sorry, it's you, you're – Can you just use the characters' names, please? I I hate – I hate when you uh, <laughs> point I at know, me. You, well, just, just it, me finish, I know. I get confused. I get so confused. That's how my brain works. Just let me finish. <laughs> Your brain is confusing. Yes, of course. I have, I'm have. i a freaking idiot. Like You're not an idiot. Okay, so so you are Ames. So there's a, a character tra- named Ames. Let me finish. Just I'm let so me finish. sorry. <laughs> I just said you are Ames. You are Ames. So there's a character named Ames. Yes, that's you. <laughs> I, I will get to why this is important. Ames is... A trans woman who detransitioned back into a man. Okay. So born biological male is a trans woman, but detransitioned because it was so hard to live life as a trans woman. Okay. Okay. I am Reese, a trans woman who was in a, we were in a relationship and we Ames, loved each other. Reese. Yep. Ames. Reese. And then... We broke up, Ames and then and you got crazy. Katrina pregnant. Ames got Katrina pregnant. Yeah, you're Ames. You got Katrina pregnant. Okay. You didn't think you could because you stopped. Hor- you did hormone blockers at one point, so you didn't think your semen would work, but okay. it does work. And you got uh, so, a cisgender so woman pregnant. Born a man, transitions to a woman, detransitions back to a man because yes. society sucks. Yes, it's not very kind yes. to. Okay. Now I'm Reese. I'm a trans woman. I'm I'm so mad at you for detransitioning, and I really want to be a mother. Correct. That's one big thing that I really want for myself. I've always wanted, and there there have been ways I've tried to be a mother before, but it just they just didn't work out. Because who is gonna give two trans women a baby? But then you Ames, you go get some woman pregnant, right? Katrina. Katrina goes to get pregnant. Sounds good. Now, you are coming back to me. You're kind of like, hey, do you want to help me and Katrina raise this baby? Right. And they make it make sense in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course, of course. You could be a home scratching your head, but it really does. Yes, they're they're basically like, obviously, like, we're, like, you know, we're queer, and this would be like a queer family dynamic, but Katrina needs some help with this baby. You're like, I don't really want a baby, but I know Reese does, so maybe the three of us could raise this baby in a big happy family. So the big, what's the unresolved? Part. Katrina is thinking about getting an abortion mm-hmm. because Katrina wants you to promise that you will Ames. stay a Ames. man. Ames. All right. So Ames. So Katrina doesn't want Ames to transition back. Yes. Katrina wants you to be but a consistent Reese, father figure in this child's life. But obviously Reese thinks that Ames is not living Ames's right. truth. Right. And Ames finally admits to Katrina like, you admit to Katrina, like, I cannot promise you that I won't transition back to a woman again because I'm a woman. I feel. Yeah, that's that's who Ames is. So Katrina's like, if you don't stay a man, like, I'm going to get an abortion. abortion. Like, this is what. So this- that's where it comes to. So you don't know if she has the kid or not. So she. Yes. Yeah, so she at the end of the book, they're all together. The abortion. Reese. Reese is devastated because she's kind of grieving. Like, this is the one child I thought I was going to be a part of their life and help raise them in yeah. this like so katrina st- decides to have an abortion katrina books the abortion appointment 
and Reese agrees to go to the abortion. They all agree to go to the abortion yeah, clinic together. Together. But they have this like conversation before and they all just like hold hands. And that's the end of the story. Yes. Mm. So you don't, they don't go to the I'm clinic. Sh- I think the, uh, who is this, Tori Peters yes. wrote it? I think Tori Peters, if you go back and reread it, I bet there's a good hint that tells you that they don't get the abortion, right? Or, or, or they do. I bet there's. If you oh, read, if stressful. you, you should go, maybe go back and reread it. Or there's probably some great think pieces like go on YouTube. Yeah. But um, it it could go, it literally could go either way based on the pages. So like that's how brilliant the writing is. So this is where I think this kind of writing sort of tricks you because it makes you think that this is a story about a major decision. Do you get an abortion or do you don't? No, it's but not about ultimately, that ultimately, the story is about the kind of societal pressure that yes. people put on us. And, and even me, Reese, parenting. me, Reese, or, is also struggling. Reese. Reese. <laughs> I'm Reese. I'm the trans <laughs> okay. woman who wants the baby, but okay, I, I got out of my control. I am struggling with feelings of conservatism because I am angry that she might abort my baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. And and so this character is acknowledging that. This character is like, hey, Ames. I've lived, Ames is like, I've lived my whole life trying to please everyone else around me. So, Katrina, you it's need to decide book. if you want to keep this baby or not. But I cannot promise you that I will always be who you see me as today because mm-hmm. I live my life in flux. I'm. And I, Reese, also recently had a suicide attempt in the book, too, because I just feel, I feel my family slipping away mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't bear that. Yeah, wow. It's heavy, right? Yeah. But the abortion appointment was booked, and I don't know. I I might have to read it. I don't really read realistic fiction like this. You gotta read the last page with me. More to metaphor. So if I'm gonna read read a trans story or learn about a trans story, I'll just go watch all the Matrix movies. I just I just know the appointment was. It's so interesting because you would read a trans story and you would assume it was just about like gender and gender affirming speaking and thoughts and pills and all of this kind of stuff but it's also about like a transition to motherhood is a trans story you know it's uh it, it's it's a it's a huge change so it's it's just a book about tons of different kinds of transition of life transitions as well mm-hmm. so like transitioning from teaching high school to a, our new lives where we're like investing in ourselves and daily confronted with like Believing in myself is a an element of a trans story. There, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So the the so so that it it's such a rich pairing. It's like it's like wine and cheese to pair this story of like birth and motherhood with this story of uh, a body changing and you not feeling comfortable in your own skin. It's it's just so good. Whew, I thought that was gonna be a quick. What you reading? You still reading Pandora Star? Uh. Well, I'm gonna talk about this in a second, but you. No, I don't want to talk about what I'm reading. Let's, okay. Let's talk about, uh, and just like that. Oh my gosh! So, All right, Amber so just watching and just like that. I'm I'm currently watching and just like that, which Season is two. the um, you know reimagined version of uh, Sex in the City. Of, of course, we're missing the goddess Kim Cattrall. It's not reimagined. It's it's a, a direct re, it's sequel. A, a direct sequel. Sorry. It's just a sequel. It's yeah. kind of a but it, there is an element of reimagining the story, even though the characters have the same uh, names. There's that's an element. misleading. Reimagining means that you take a story and then tell the same exact story. So a reimagining of Sex and the City would be like, let's take Carrie Bradshaw 
as a 30-year-old woman living today in New York for the first time. Where, okay. where it's Carrie Bradshaw. Well, I'll say that's what the fuck we thought we was going to get, but it's been it's been a de- definitely a sequel because the OG Sex in the City had more like sex jokes and funny puns and drama and this season has definitely been feeling like just drama 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 well because i think as you get older yeah that's sort of what happens that's yeah. why it's not called sex in the city it's called in just like that and just right i agree and just but, like that we've gotten older what we care about has changed yeah now we have trends kids. have changed like we can't go out and just speech has changed yes so so the season so i will say that the season got slam slammed a little bit last year because this is the second season the season kind of got slammed last week for being like air quote too woke i'm so tired of people calling things too woke that's literally not what woke means um like like woke was a, a term that has now been co-opted by everybody, but it was a it at first was just for black people and like be aware of, you know, how the government and how the man and how like, you know, be be aware, have a level of consciousness when it comes to racial racial consciousness. And now that has been the new norm for like you have a woke, woke you has have been a co-opted trans, as political correctness. Yeah. Yeah. You have a you put a trans person in this story. Like it's too woke. It's like what? Woke was like or about you put racial a non-binary character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that now that that where has been stolen, but I don't. I, it's it's so annoying that that's people's argument about it because it's like trends change. What people talk about change. Like this can't be the same old thing that it was back in the '90s. Like it can't be. Like we already told that story. Now these women are older. Trends and stuff are changing around them. So it kind of got slammed for being air quote too woke last year. Now this season, I will say, has started off. I, I started spite watching it because everybody was blasting it on Twitter. I don't even Twitter. I've just seen memes from Twitter on other platforms about how cringy this season is. Yeah. And I X, I think it's called now. I think they just changed the name to X. What's X? They changed the name of Twitter to X. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's just called X. Who calls it that? Elon Musk. He just changed it like recently, as of what today. Keep going, keep going. I'll, yeah, you the ones sideswipe me. Okay, so <laughs> whatever, whatever the the handle is called now. So everybody was talking shit about and just like that. But I've been watching this season. I will admit it's been a little directionless. It, it feels like each episode could be watched. Like you you could just watch episode five. You'll understand everything that's going on. Alone, yeah. Where there was yeah, there was more of like overarching story arcs and stuff like that. But I just finished episode six, bomb cyclone. And I loved it. I, I even sat down and made you watch that episode with me. Of course, things are like campy and unrealistic as well. But I think we're we're like the season started off slow, and now it's about to like be really fun. Okay, yeah. But but there are some things that that the OG Sex in the City had that I'm like, bring this back. More of the fashion. Like there was a scene at the end of the first episode this season where they were about to go to the Met Gala, so we got to see their looks quickly, and then the episode ended. We're like, what? doing uh, get take us to the met we want to see people on the carpet we want to see you're the more looks. like a sex in the city conservative you want the you want to conserve what made sex in the city great D- there but there are some like, elements of make this sex in the is... city great again type of thing <laughs> no that's, that's what you are but, doing but, right now but what we can what what sex in the city was did so well and the same writer is on this show he's been with the show you know 20 30 plus years what was so great about the series what the, these was that these women were funny, hilarious, and open and honest about discussing sex. So it's just so frustrating now when Carrie is like, oh, I can't say the word vagina. That's insane. I'm like, 
this is not the Carrie we knew. The Carrie we knew was like on her typewriter, smoking a cigarette, talking about how somebody's sperm tasted. Samantha Jones as well. So now with Samantha gone, it's a little bit more like prudish in some mm. ways. So I would, even with their age, you know, even as they age beautifully, of course. I would argue though that saying vagina is a little bit different than writing it. For example, she feels uncomfortable talking about these kinds of things on a podcast, but she felt very comfortable writing on it because the pen and the paper became this sort of barrier. When you're saying this stuff out loud, it was fine when you're sitting with your four friends drinking wine at lunch. And I think for a lot of people, we, you know, it's appropriate to write about this in a sex column, which is a very, you know, isolated place where talking about it publicly on a podcast feels a little bit different when I think that's disorienting for maybe like an older writer. I like get that, Harry. but Carrie was a writer at Vogue. Like she, mm-hmm. it, it's not like, well, it's a sex column. Nobody saw it. Like, no, she was writing in very, she was a yeah, high profile you, writer in New York. Right. But when you buy, it's just, I think it might you, be You're different. just saying like saying it versus I wish they it. explored it that a little bit more where Carrie would, would acknowledge that saying, saying something, I'm a writer, saying it out loud is different than- yes. Than uh than writing it and making that like right. yeah when when people pick up Vogue they expect to read a sex column like this is obviously a sex com- column when you're doing a podcast things can sort of go right or left and you now you have this sort of cl- this short clip that can be used for whatever nefarious purposes yeah it just feels even the incidences and the shenanigans they get themselves into this season specifically just feel a little less relatable, like far and far. It's like our big decision today is my Birkin got stolen and and we want the perfect house in the Hamptons. You're like, it's kind of always been this, but it was a little bit more high stakes and relatable. Mm. But now it's like we we cannot relate <laughs> to your talk, bir- to talk your to Birkin. Talk to me about this stolen. like freaking um, uh, spite watching phenomenon. What is this? I don't understand. Spite, it's people spite watch. I'm not hate watching. People hate watch things. People are like, this is so cringy. Next episode. I I, I need to watch it so I can just like see how horrible it is. I feel like people did that with like The Idol, that new uh, show on Max with like Lily Rose Depp and um, The Weeknd. Okay. So, so like you're 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 hearing rumors and you're you're hearing reviews about how bad it is. So people watch it for how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, and, they're, and they're, you almost kind of want to see for yourself. It's like Jerry Springer. You're like, this is so bad. Let me just see how bad it is. Yeah, I guess. And I thought I was about to start spite watching and hate watching it, and I've actually, you know, I'm like, enjoyed it. They're a doing little something bit. different. Like they're doing something interesting with this. I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah, I'm not I, just gonna hop on the hate train. What, what is the difference between spite and hate watching? With you know watching for bad camp. So for example, there's a great movie called Santa Claus Invades the Martians. Okay. Or you watch uh, any you know mystery science theater through thousand where these people watch these really terrible older like movies. Cult, yeah. And they they the talk room. back at the screen. They write jokes and they're funny, but that doesn't feel like spite, spite or hate watching. You're sort of making fun of it and enjoying it. Where something modern like The Idol, where someone means it to be serious and you're like gonna watch it hatefully that seems different than watching it for comedy you know like i mean i enjoyed sex and i don't think i'm hate watching it now like i said like i enjoyed sex in the city i i enjoyed last season and just like that of of course some things are kind of like wow this whole episode is about carrie getting a hip replacement (laughs) sex in the city has definitely changed but you're right it's a a sequel and just like that i know but it's so hard to not 
like it's literally all the same characters, all the same story. We're just missing Samantha Jones, and obviously, like they killed Big off. I'm gonna say it again. You're a Sex in the City conservative. And now they're about to like bring an old character back. Oh yeah. So it's like it's so only the name has changed, like literally. Yeah. And Samantha, you know what's you know what I was thinking about also. Okay, I don't. I'm not sure if you remember this, but Samantha Jones at one point had. I mean, she had many love interests during the the season, but n- most notably, Smith Jared was her big like, you know, he was the person the, she, he the was, actor. she was in a relationship with. Smith Jared was his name in the movie in the series, and he was also an actor because Samantha was his publicist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him. What's probably frustrating is like the actor who plays Smith Jared hearing that and just like that is coming back and now seeing like. Well, I can't even fucking be a part yeah, of it because you your motherfucking ass don't want to do the show. Like, yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to be a fly on the wall when Smith Jarrett heard Kim Cattrall wasn't coming back. So he's like, "Damn, this is my biggest gig. Like, what the fuck do you mean you're not coming back? That's like, that's like Batman being like, I don't want to do it. And Robin's like, Bitch, why? Yeah. Why? I need the money. You can do a, a Nightwing or Bat. You know, Robin does get some of his own his own things. Does he? Yeah. He gets his own comics where they just follow Robin's story. Mm-hmm. And how do those turn out? Yeah, some of them are some of them are okay. Just not as big as Batman. You're right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I, Robin becomes Nightwing, and then the old Batman, you know, comes out. You know, as Robin. At, at one point, Robin turns into Joker, turns into one of the Jokers. I just think about that all the time. Even even when we decide to. Uh, even when we decide to, oh, Jason Lewis is this actor's name. So this is his most notable role. Like, I honestly haven't seen him in much else. He's been in a lot of films, but, I mean, did you did you see Half Magic? Did you see Running Wild? Did you see Textuality? <laughs> <laughs> did you see Mr. Bollywood, My Bollywood Bride? Did you see these films? Yeah. So this was a really big thing for him where he was kind of like a principal. Oh, he did Dancing with the Stars in 2022. Yeah, he was on an episode of Beauty and the Baker in 2014. So this is his like breakout role. Uh, oh, CSI crime investigation. I mean, like, I-, I would be so pissed if I was Jason Lewis because this is his bread and butter right here, and now he kind of even can't even be a part of it. He can't do any of that, unfortunately. All Dang. right. Well, I think about that when in, when um, a musician gets canceled. And so people decide not to listen to that musician's music. It's like, what about the producer that produced all these records? Oh, the producers, like, <laughs> anybody else who had good co- contracts. You're like, ah, oh, I'm the songwriter. Right, yeah. right. I think about like the God. the sound engineer, like this wave of people that are also like, great. So you get canceled, and now that affects everybody's pockets. Or even just an individual canceled, and all all their children. You know, if they have kids or something, now their kids are sort of completely yeah. fucked. Yeah, but I, of course I feel bad about that. But I'm like, those people were in the home with you, and they they still might live in the mansion that you live in, even though you're like silent. Like mm-hmm. the sound engineer at the studio, he was he was counting on that check to raise his family. He had literally nothing to do with this. He showed up to work, and now your ass canceled. Anyway, uh, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. So I'm just rambling. Keep watching it just like that. It's on Max. I I'm in. I'm still having a good time. The fashion is still great. Nicole Ari Parker is a great addition to the show. So is the actress that plays Seema. I'll find her name in a second. Did you enjoy that episode I showed you? Bomb Cycle. I Bomb did. Bomb Cyclone. Yeah, I watched Bomb Bomb Cyclone. I little I, I was, cried to it. Was it. I was like, yeah. oh, 
It was emotional. It was great. Yeah, but and it and it gave me that feel of like, okay, this is why we watch this it's show. It's not Rick like, and Morty or the Futurama, which Defin- is yeah. just came back. So it's not. It's not great. It's not and just like Rick and Morty. Lord, it's not like Lord of the Rings. No, it is not. Thank God for that. Anyway, thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wallen. Oh, before we get out of here, please watch They Cloned Tyrone, by directed by Jewel Taylor on Netflix. Yes. We will be discussing They Cloned Tyrone next week, and we want to spoil. We're going to spoil. So watch They Cloned Tyrone for the Shelfie segment, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok, because those laughs keep you coming, because they're wilding all the time. Before Wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap while Amber squats, and does her dance to please her place, and Ben reads books while serving looks, Wild is wildin' all the time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.